0: Dig a bit, a podcast for women who want to dig into the meat of God's Word for a bit. We are glad you have taken a few minutes out of your day to listen. Our host is Cindy Colley from thecolleyhouse.org. Now grab your Bible and let's dig in. Hi there. I hope that you're having a good evening or morning wherever you're listening, whenever you're listening. I'm traveling tonight so you might hear the the rumble, the sound of the car in the background, but we're going to take just a minute to talk a little bit from John 17, from the prayer in John 17, the intercessory prayer that the Lord prayed just shortly before his death. Our question is, and I've had a couple of women to write in and say that this was, um, this question was a little difficult, a little troubling, and so we're just going to walk through it together for this dig a bit. Your number six question in month two says, it's clear from these passages that rejection of Christ for the Jews. We're talking here about Romans 10 and 11, which are passages that show us that the Jews were blinded to the salvation that Christ offered, and thus Paul turned to the Gentiles. So it's clear from these passages that the rejection of Christ for the Jews obviously involved an unknowing rejection of God the Father for they are one you can't reject Christ of course without rejecting God and that's made abundantly clear in Romans 10 and 11 that we that you studied before this question we see a people the Jews who wanted very much to have the father without the commandments of the Son, commandments which would have stripped them of their status as the chosen nationality we see that in 80 70 of course that jerusalem was going to be burned completely destroyed and judaism at that time the oblations and the sacrifices were going to cease we see that from prophecy in the latter part of daniel 9 as well as many other places so here In John 17, the impending doom, the end of Judaism was in sight because the Pharisees here were blinding their eyes to the unity of the Father and the Son. They wanted God the Father, but they did not want Christ. It's really important, though, that we notice that this was not some last-minute fail of the plan of God, that this was fulfilled prophecy and it was the path to the cross, which is our only hope of salvation. This large-scale rejection of the unity of the Father and the Son in Judaism had exceptions. And by that, I mean that not all Jews rejected Christ as being the Son of God. And we That's obvious when we even think about the apostles. Your book says to read John 17, 1 through 13, and find out who jesus is praying for who he's praying about here in the first verses of john chapter 17 and it becomes obvious that he's praying for the apostles verse 12 just really identifies this prayer in john 17 as being for the apostles especially the first Well, exclusively the first few verses of John 17. Let's read those together. It says, These words spake Jesus and lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour is come. Glorify thy son, that thy son also may glorify thee. As you have given him power or authority over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as you have given him. And this is life eternal, that they might know that the only true God and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent, I have glorified you on the earth, I finished the work which you gave me to do, and now, O Father, glorify me with thine own self, with the glory which I have had with you before the world was. I have manifested or made known your name to the men which you've given me out of the world. They were yours, and you gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Now they have known that all things listen these are the men that god has given him who kept your kept god's word now they have known that all things whatsoever you have given me are of thee these are obviously people who believe that jesus is the son of god verse 7 clarifies that for i've given unto them the words which you gave me who did jesus give those words to and they received them and have known surely that i came out from you and they have believed That you sent me were these Jews that believe this verse 9 I pray for them I pray not for the world but for them which you have given me for they are thine all mine are thine and thine are mine and I am glorified in them and now I am no more in the world but these are in the world I come to thee Holy Father keep through thine own name the ones whom you've given me that they might be one as we are. And now he's about to identify who he's talking about. We know that he's talking about believers. We know that he's talking about the men that God gave him. But listen to verse 12. While I was with them in the world, I kept them in your name. Those that you gave me, I have kept, and none of them is lost, but the son of perdition, that the scripture might be fulfilled goes on in verse 14 to say I've given them thy word and the world has hated them because they're not of the world even as I'm not of the world so obviously he's talking about men here who believe and none of them have been lost except Judas so we're talking about the Apostles In the first 13 verses of John chapter 12 so that's what you would put there about whom is Jesus praying he's praying about the Apostles and it says were these Apostles Jews well obviously they were Jews we know this because it's stamped all over the Gospels but when we read about their their being chosen in Matthew chapter 10 And about that limited commission that jesus sent them on we'll turn over to matthew chapter 10. we read their names in verses 2 and 3 and 4 and then it says in verse 5 these 12 men jesus sent forth and commanded them saying go not into the way of the gentiles and into any city of the samaritans enter not but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of israel and as you go preach saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand and then he heal the sick raise the dead and all that so here he called 12 disciples to him and then he said but this gospel is just for the lost sheep of the house of israel well obviously not just from the fact that their names are hebrew names and that we you know they are from the region of galilee we know you know peter and john were fishing uh, peter and andrew and james and john were fishing on the sea of galilee we know that these 12 men that Jesus chose were Jews because the gospel was not for anybody. The good news of Christ was not for anybody, but the Jews, even um, as, as they were chosen and as they were sent out, it was a limited commission. It was limited to the Jews only. So from verse 12 of John 13, we know that Jesus was praying for apostles. And we know from Matthew 10 and other many other passages that those apostles were Jews. And so that blinding um, effect that the gospel had on Jews, as we were reading about in Romans 10 and 11, the Jews uh, in that passage, and many others, it says that they had eyes, but they couldn't see. They had ears, but they couldn't hear. And thus, because of the blindness of the Jews, and because it was in the eternal purpose of God, the gospel was opened up to the Gentiles as well. Now, in verse 20 of John chapter 17 of this prayer, we're going to talk more about this prayer in another chapter. But in verse 20, Jesus makes a switch and begins praying not just for the apostles, and he makes that real clear. Let's get to John 17 again. He makes that real clear. Look at verse 20. Neither, verse 19, he's still praying for those, those apostles and for their sakes. I sanctify myself that they also might be sanctified through the truth. But look at verse 20. Neither pray I for these alone, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word. So there are going to be people generations of people who are going to believe and teach the next generation and many are going to believe because of the words of the apostles and of course we have those words in scripture that they all may be one as thou father art in me and i in thee that they also may be one in us that the world may believe that you've sent me into the glory which you gave me i've given them that they may be one even as we are one i in them and thou in me that they may be made perfect into one, and that the world may know that thou hast sent me, and hast loved them as thou hast loved me. I will that they also, whom thou hast given me, be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory, which you have given me, for you loved me before the foundation of the world. I love this, because Jesus just makes it very clear that he, although the first verses here were about those twelve men, the last let's say about the last six verses of that chapter are for us they're for you and for me that we may be one even as with God even as Jesus and the Father are one so verse 12 identifies the first part of the prayer as being about the Apostles Verse 20 identifies the last part of it as being about us. Now, I think it's just really interesting, and this is what our next Digabit will be about, that Romans 10 and 11 is full of the blindness of the Jews. You can find, um, well, I found four verses in chapter 11. Yeah, I found four verses in Romans 11 that are about the Jews being blinded. And we're going to talk about those verses in our next dig a bit. And then because of that blindness, the, the passage says that their eyes were darkened and the light went to the Gentiles. I just think that it's a very, uh, I, I guess, prophetic that Paul, Saul, he was Saul at the time when he was on the, the road to Damascus, that he was blinded. That the Jew was blinded so that the light could go to the gentiles and then he uses that um, metaphor of blindness and light when he's writing Romans 10 and 11 just fascinating and that'll be the subject of our next dig a bit I hope that you're enjoying the study and I searched tonight to try to find out exactly who it was that wrote in about number six Think it might have been a couple of people that wrote in about number six that's on page 14 of your book, it's number six on month two that there were questions about. I, I couldn't find who exactly that was tonight. So, if you still have a question and I have not answered it or covered it in this dig a bit, just write me again and let me know, and we'll talk about it further. I hope you're having a great study, I hope you're having a great month. Don't forget the podcast is the last Tuesday night of this month. And by that time, we'll be wearing our sweaters and carving our pumpkins. So I hope you're having a good month. Take it easy, and I will see you soon.